1: You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. to midichlorian talk with Tim and Kevin
2: wow I hate it here yikes
3: oh <laughs> uh, it's m count okay okay Kevin it's m count <sighs>
1: oh man after Is we watched, you were the reason why I drink the only reason. I might Ugh. be a reason. Good lord. <laughs> I'm definitely not the only reason.
3: Kevin, people are very excited about this episode. I Why? About us doing this episode. Why? That's all I've heard for the past two days.
1: Will you people do it want- early? Here's the Mandalorian Minute. That's not enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody wants more, which
3: I love. So, hi everybody. Well, hey, they're welcome. gonna
1: get more, but Ben gave us a list of things to read before the podcast now, so uh, I have to read them and go over everything to make go sure on. that we can pay our employees our bills and keep doing this, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Chat, we now have a Patreon. The Patreon's dedicated specifically to supporting Rare Drop Entertainment. It gives us the opportunity to produce shows like Star Wars and Scotch and uh mess with content like that you got broman podcast you have all the DD stuff which we were discussing the new DD campaign ho oh, wink today so uh it's page I think the patreon command worked yeah it works uh, so you can do the patreon command in chat or you can go to patreon.com slash raredrop if you're listening to this in the future or if you're on Facebook um so yeah on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash rare drop and fb.gg slash rare drop co, you will find the handsome, the meticulous, the bald Professor Broman interviewing someone cool, doing a Q&A, teaching you how to do business or streaming or, uh, you know, maybe we can get him to do acrobatics one week. Who knows? Only, oh. one, only one way to find out. You can check that out. Uh, And then Tuesdays and Sundays is Rare Drop Roleplay with uh, your host, Captain Robear, who's your DM on Tuesdays. And then you have the guys from J&J on Sundays, both 7 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you're here on Twitch only. Sorry, Facebook. It's considered gaming, and we can't share gaming across lines. So blame Twitch for that. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) And as always, go to RareDrop.co and check out everything we're working on. Uh, And last but not least, KingsCoastCoffee.com! You know what today is?
3: Today's Cyber Monday, Kevin. Cyber Monday.
1: That means 15% off the entire store. Quick, you only have a few more hours. So if you're listening to this in the future, you, you missed (laughs) out. Sorry. Wait till next year or pay 15% extra. Uh, But yeah, KingsCoastCoffee.com. Cool. Got all that out of the way. Not that we have to get it out can of the way, not, it helps. Can we now talk about Star Wars? It helps. Uh, it helps do the thing. Yeah, he's 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 uh, very excited about the uh, the War of Stars. Go ahead, Tim. You start it. You you have so many things you want to talk about. Go for it. Kevin. Ah, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah, I changed my sign. Did you see the updated sign for this week? No. What is it? It says, "Where is Sabine?" <laughs> Dude. Okay. 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 So there's an answer to that Kevin. Uh the article that guy sent us?
3: Okay. Yeah, okay, but apparently it was taken It was an, it was from an interview from from Dave Filoni.
1: Yeah, but Dave loves to to like stir the I know. water.
3: I I know I know he does. But but
1: but,
3: but we really don't know the post-credit scene or the post-ending the whatever you want to call that, whatever epilogue. that the epilogue scene, whatever we want to call this. We don't know when that happens. When, when Ahsoka goes to Lothal to get Sabine, we don't know when we really don't. We know, we know that we know that return of the Jedi happens and they help fight the empire. But then we don't know when, when, when Ahsoka goes to pick up Sabine, we don't know when that is. And I it really didn't click with me until after I read that article. And I was like, oh shit, you're right. We don't know. There was no it was it didn't say like five years after or ten years later. It just it just happened. We just we knew that it was older because Ahsoka's Tegruda head piece growth thing was longer. She looked older. We know time had passed. We didn't know how much time. And so we have to remember Mandalorian five years after Death Star two went boom. So we don't know if Ahsoka and Sabine went into the chaos before or after. And so this is very interesting to me um, because the way that Ahsoka is behaving in this episode, when she is constantly asking about, about Morgan's master, we didn't know who it was until the very end when she asks, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn, which... Right off the bat, I almost puked on the treadmill. I was just like, I'm so fucking happy. This is amazing. Um, so someone had asked, that someone is... had asked me the night before. They're like, what would what What are you going to do if they mention Thrawn in this episode?
1: I said, I'm going to puke with happiness because, oh, my God. So, a couple things there. Um, I I enjoy the theory. Specifically, if, you, if you're not following Tim, Tim is talking about the end of Star Wars Rebels, the animated series. Yes. Where we see an older Ahsoka... An older Sabine, who are going off into the chaos to find Ezra and Thrawn. At the conclusion of Rebels, that's what Tim is referring to. Well, so Rebels th- had already con- well, technically Rebels had already concluded. Yes, this was
3: years later this was after a, this the fall a of the post, Empire. This is a remember Rebels. Rebels takes place before Death Star One, so this is right after. This is between Ro- uh, after Episode Three, in between Rogue One and be- before Episode Four.
1: Right. So the assumption here is that, um, or I, I should say the theory here that Tim is describing is that the scene in the man or the the episode of the Mandalorian we just saw takes place before the epilogue of Rebels, that's, meaning that's the she ha- hasn't embarked on her journey yet with Sabine. And, and that's why Here's Sabine isn't there issue. with her. Okay, go for it. Why did she ask where Grand Admiral Thrawn was? If that was because, the
2: case,
3: so, so and that's and that's the one thing that I'm 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 playing around with in my head is why is she looking just for Thrawn? And so is she assuming that okay, so okay, so here so here's here's the one thing that's in my head is that maybe because this Morgan person who has Thrawn's insignia on his assassin droids and she is working with him, maybe Maybe she assumes that he he didn't go with Ezra or he escaped. That's the only that's the only like those are the only two things is that she assumes that he either didn't go with him and he went off somewhere else or two found out that Thrawn they had already maybe they already found Ezra and they found out Thrawn escaped and she wanted to make sure and she still wanted to hunt him down. I I don't know. I I really don't know. That's that's the one that is the one part in this theory that I don't understand is why is she looking specifically for Thrawn? When Ezra is the one that used the space whales to suck them in through hyperspace. That is the one part that I don't understand.
1: My thing is it's more likely that they've already had their interaction with Ezra and Thrawn, and now she let Thrawn go or something, and she's out now. She is out looking for Thrawn. So you assume that she already found Ezra? I think it's more likely than the... I'm not saying what Filoni hinted at is not possible at all, obviously. But the more likely story in my head is that she has already done that and she is now trying to track That's him such down. a huge.
3: I feel like for Rebels fans and people who love Dave Filoni and they love that, that part of the universe, I feel like to leave that part out without any type of inclination that it actually happened is a big slap in the face. Like I feel like that, like Filoni said that he, like they are alive. He acknowledged that Thrawn and Ezra are alive.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So we know that much. And he says that he wants to continue telling that story. I feel like if, if, if Ahsoka like went out and found him, you feel like that would be like a really big deal. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that would something just be like, by the way, found him looking for Thrawn. And they're like, Ugh, oh. There's gotta be a reason. There has to be a reason why she's hunting Thrawn down.
1: Well, I, in again in the in the vast world that is Star Wars, I don't think we're meant to know that reason.
3: Sure, at least one not way or yet. another. Also, yeah. also the one thing that I want to know the story is, hasn't been told, especially now, after like uh, having a better understanding of Thrawn through the books and uh, understanding his overall character and how he presents himself. Like Thrawn, like Thrawn isn't a bad guy. Thrawn, Thrawn understands how to survive and he understands like what how to do that very effectively but the the chist ascendancy is always first no matter what his his loyalty to his house and to the ascendancy as a whole and to the navy is is always number one priority even though he swears to the the empire to the emperor that the empire is always first even, even though he puts the empire first, it's always for the benefit of the ascendancy.
1: Thrall, in my opinion, is somewhere between lawful neutral and lawful evil.
3: No, and so Thrawn, excuse me, Thrawn for Did me. Did I say Thrall? You said
1: Thrall. Too and much Warcraft, so I was, I was sorry. Just, I was just going to keep going. <laughs>
3: uh, Thrawn, for me, I see him as a as a, um, as a an anti-hero. Yeah, lawful, he's a good, he's, lawful he's, he's evil,
1: a, lawful neutral. He yeah, sits somewhere yeah, in
3: there. He's an anti-hero to me. Like, he's He's not a bad guy, but he'll do bad things
1: to get what he needs to get done. But he, Exactly, and he's done some messed up shit, which puts him into yeah. that lawful evil, but he's also lawful neutral. I would never call him lawful good unless I was a chiss. Then I would say he might fall into lawful good. Um, But yeah, I'm more into the camp of this is after the scene in Rebels, and they've already Same. had that's, their interaction.
3: That's where, that's where my head is. I, I feel like where we are is it's not too far off from from that scene but the only thing that i
1: can't figure out is that her her head like the, the like her her all of her pieces and stuff are shorter uh that's a limitation of taking her from animated to live and action so th-
3: that's what i thought but like the more i looked at it, i was like man she hasn't like it feels like we went back in time
1: no unfortunately they could not pull off the stunts and the movement needed for Rosario Dawson to have to have the long yeah. pieces, yeah, they I explained see. it in detail. The guy's actually going to do a few interviews in the next few weeks talking about it. Oh, and cool. he's when they do the gallery for season two, yeah, he's going to. Exp- he said he'll explain it in full detail as to why they made that choice. They didn't love making that choice, but for Ahsoka to be the Ahsoka we know, minus that one detail, they needed yeah. to keep them shorter. Uh,
3: the, the one, the one, the, also the other reason why I figured that this was after. The meeting with Sabine at the end of Rebels was her cloak that she was wearing. Yes, yeah, it's she is exact, wearing that cloak. She is wearing the exact same cloak that we see her have on at the end. Um, I think what I think would've, what what would have helped us is if we would have seen her ship that she arrived on Corvus with. That would have helped kind of figure like that would help us figure out where in the timeline we were because the ship that she took off of Lothal with could have matched if, if it would have been the same ship that would have helped me piece that together a little bit more Um, yeah I'm, I'm still gonna hold I know a lot of people have been sending like been tweeting at us these articles um, and posting them in groups and stuff but I'm gonna go ahead and say that it's
1: still I think we are
3: still after that scene I don't think that we are
1: before it yeah I agree it'd be cool if it was before it'd be so interesting to the it would be very interesting the like,
3: Filoni, like Filoni's quoted it saying like like in the Star Wars universe, time is like it's not a linear path, especially like with the always, veil
1: of the Force. We saw well, that.
3: Well, sure, but I mean, like in his point, is like as a Star Wars fan, you are used to jumping around. Like you watch oh, four, five, six from a story. Yeah, he's like perspective. in a storytelling perspective, Star Wars time is not linear yeah, the yeah. way that it's told because it's like four, five, six, one, two, three, Rogue One, seven, Solo, eight, nine, and like and then Rebels and then Clone Wars and then now this with mando like you're all over the place
1: and it's up to you to piece it all together so yeah it was um i i said it on mando minute which if you don't know what that is every friday tim and i are up at the ass crack of dawn eastern time he goes to the gym and watches it i literally at the gym (laughs) i open my eyes i reach for my remote and i turn the television on on most fridays uh because i don't want to look at my phone and have one of you <laughs> ruin it for me um so i turn it on immediately when i wake up uh and then we talk about it and then we record about 10 minutes of our initial reaction so you got three more weeks of mando minute to enjoy uh before uh i don't know what are we gonna call the obi-wan one when, when it comes out hello there the, i don't know <laughs> we'll figure it out dude we'll figure it out just be, just call it hello there every Friday. Hello there, <laughs> welcome to the hello there. So, um, <laughs> the anyway, where was I? forget where I was going with that. Oh, I said at the beginning of the Mando minute that uh, I, I, we all knew she was in the episode. We're all like super excited. And I'm it's like, man, now. I said, I bet this is one of those weeks where. You know, we go through this whole adventure, and then at the end, it's like Ahsoka standing right there, and then immediately that's like, that's the episode started. Oh, and she's and just, just knocking people off, and I'm like, "Thank she's just you, cutting Dave. everybody. Up, Thank babe. you so much, Dave.
3: It was it was such an awesome intro to her character, Um and it was like it was it's almost it reminded me a lot of when Ahsoka first enters Rebels for the first time. Yeah, you know, like when she starts fighting the the uh, the Inquisitors, it's just like she just comes out of nowhere and is just fighting them. I thought that was great, and like the white lightsabers looked phenomenal. We've never seen white lightsabers in a live action uh, setting before, so that was really cool.
1: I like the Obi uh, One minute, by the way. Obi One minute, oh, that's good. Like Obi that. One minute, <laughs> that's uh, good. Yeah, no, the the in and out of the the shadows in that one scene was absolutely every action scene they did with her was fantastic. Yes. Uh, it kept true to the Ahsoka we know from Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, the fighting style, the the agility, the ability to move. It, it, they just knocked out of the park with that part of it. I had just Literally no complaints. And if the only sacrifice we had to make was shorter uh, Leku, then cool, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Don't be I- a stupid internet boy and be like, excuse me hold on
3: actually uh hold on
2: they're like way too short for me to enjoy the rest (laughs) of the content in the episode so you dave filoni you john favreau and disney ruin everything
1: (laughs) please don't be that person um
3: um i what so the, the one thing that i absolutely just loved about this episode and we had talked about it before we said how episode one was very much so a a Western, right? Oh my gosh. And Just, we had, yeah, and, we had and we've always said that the Mandalorian is based off of early Western movies and off of Japanese samurai movies, right?
1: Yep.
3: We got we got our Western, right? This one was our Japanese samurai movie.
1: This was both. And, okay, you wanna know why? And, sure yeah go for it the scene where she's fighting the magistrate which was completely a samurai showdown like yes the scenery the bridge the water everything you have that going on and then right outside the door you have an old western standoff
3: they're doing a standoff on the street yeah literally
1: at the same time if anyone because people have come into chat and been like it's not a western or samurai like come on
3: no, they definitely. They, no, they, they've they've done a beautiful job in all of the episodes to like give you that that vibe the whole way through. And you're right, I didn't even think of it like that way. That's a beautiful way of like showcasing both both styles at the same time. Even the way that they shot it, the the the, the angles and like just like the, the the type of lens they were using for the different shots. Like you can tell, like one shot went like when Ahsoka was fighting Morgan on the bridge, or when Ahsoka's at the gate and all these guys are coming after her, like. That Like people have shown like side by sides of like this is taken from like an old like Japanese samurai movie and they recreated it and they've done a really good job of just like paying homage to those, a homage um to those different styles. It was it was really good.
1: This is if the seven samurai and the good, the bad and the ugly had a baby together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. is what they in space. That is what yeah, they uh, created. Fun fact about the magistrate. You know who that is. She looks really familiar and I can't figure out why. So please tell me. That is Bruce Lee's goddaughter. Shut up. Hence I'm going to do my been, own stunts. <laughs>
3: has she been in anything else before cuz she looked very familiar. She's
1: done other stuff. Yeah. I don't know exactly okay. where you would have seen her from exactly. Okay. But she's done other things. But yeah, that's Bruce Lee's goddaughter and That's really cool. Yeah, that's that's why you got that um, fight scene. The guy fr- the guy who
3: plays the gun for hire is Michael the- Bean. He's the, he's the, the T, uh, what is it? The no, he's,
1: he is the, isn't he he's the, the, what's his name? Who they send back in time in the first one.
3: Oh, then he's John Connor. No, not, not John, John Connor. Connor. Uh, his daddy,
1: uh, Kyle Reese. Uh, Reese. He's also the main, uh, character in far cry blood dragon. Oh, cool. The hilarious one. I love I love Blood, Blood Dragon. That's really good. Yeah, he's Kyle Reese. Uh, I'm trying to see Diana Lee and Santo is her name. Eno Santo, sorry. Uh, am, I'm pulling up the IMDb right now. Alita, Battle um, Angel, The Sensei. Oh, she was in Battle Angel. That's probably where you you know. Her That's from. why, because I just watched Battle Angel. And not Tokyo too long ago. Drift, but she was only a stunt player in that. Stunt? Have you seen stunt. Battle Angel? She's a, she's good. all stunts, like nothing in front of camera. From, as I scrolled down, I,
3: I thought she did a great job, though. I thought she did like she was a fantastic. phenomenal job.
1: She, her acting was great. She nailed Hateful Bitch. Nailed it. True. I couldn't stand her. I was super annoyed with that. Yeah. yeah, she, she was the like, people.
3: She just constantly wanted to kill people. It was fantastic. I really liked her character. I couldn't figure out, like, I, I want to know more about her, though. Yeah, I'd love to know more about her character and her backstory. So we know that she, she created. Um, the fleet, She, was, the a imperial of, she fleet. was a part of like the imperial fleet construction.
1: Morgan Elspeth um, is her character's name. Uh, we don't. Correct. I looked it up. We don't know much about There's, her yet.
3: She she she's a new character. She is introduced into the into canon through Mandalorian. Um, but so like we know we know she fueled the 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 imperial war machine. She helped build the fleet. Um, and, and again, chat. I've talked about this many times. If you read Catalyst. You'll understand what the Empire did to planets when they were building the Imperial fleet, when they were building the Death Star, and they were building everything they needed to for galactic takeover. Um, They would literally go into planets and they would just suck all the resources out. They'd they'd take all the trees, they'd they'd completely harvest all the vegetation, they'd take all all of the minerals and ore and everything out of the soil, they'd go down to the core. Essentially. And they drain the life out of the planet. And then they just piss off. And that's essentially what she's doing to, to Corvus. So I wonder... I wonder what she's doing to Corvus. She's not from there. I'd assume she's not from there. That's not her home world, right? If you're looking at her
1: Wikipedia? No. No. Do we, don't, we don't know anything about her. Cool. All, All right, know I just want
3: sure, to make sure we didn't assume that wasn't her home planet. She was so part of the I team want, that so helped so build the original So I wonder if she fleet. came over... I wonder if she came over to Corvus... Started harvesting material for either for Thrawn, or she's somehow tied into the New Order. And she's 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 a part of the First Order, of, or the like the the foundation of the First Order, and she's starting to bi- help build that war machine. So she like there's, evidently there's got- is
1: is working with Thrawn still.
3: She is. She is. And that's why Ahsoka's there. I mean, like, that's why she her protection. Look at her. Like, you sent me that picture. Look at her protection. Those assassin bots,
1: those assassin droids have <laughs> thrawns. Chat, did they you have to pick up on that? They have thrawns
3: insignia on his shoulder, on their shoulder pieces. Um, yeah, what is it? What is it called? The sixth uh Which fleet is it? He I uh, forgot which which fleet he 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 controls. Seventh fleet? Uh no. That's, seventh that's, 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 the 7th fleet oh, oh look at me <laughs> we remember i remember um, yeah so that's the 7th fleet insignia um and i didn't see that because it's so faded on their pauldrons but if you do a high res image and you zoom in uh you will see the 7th fleet insignia but wait, on these those on these droids, droids tim
1: yeah, they say as, what we, they're called in the episode. They're called... You ready, chat? Are you listening? Old school Knights of the Old Republic people? They're called HK-87. They're, yeah, which the ones in Hunter Kotar, Killer 87. Or the Hunter Killer Which and the, the one in Knights of the Old Republic were 47s? Yep. Well, the, your, your HK is your one of your companions in Kotar 1. Yeah, but it's, H, it's an HK-47, right? Yeah, he's an older unit. And these are newer units. These uh-huh. are HK-87s. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they didn't talk. I was a little sad about that. They didn't ask a query. Question. Meatbag. I miss those. Um, but, hey, we have HK droids <laughs> that are, belong to Thrawn. Yeah, we've got HK droids.
3: Okay, so here's How another How does that really not make interesting... you happy
1: as a Star Wars
3: fan? You <laughs> should. Sorry. And so especially, especially, especially if you are a fan of the Thrawn books- and you understand Thrawn's fascination with um with when it comes to old robots. So in the first Thrawn book, Thrawn actually keeps a collection of clone war era droids. And he's completely he's just absolutely fascinated by by old technology. So for him to have hunter killer droids is really neat. Um it's just like it's just another thing to add on to his just to his persona and like just
1: like his his overall character within the universe that's not true Jedi Chappy there's a whole factory of HK 47s in Swotor. the 50s I know about but there's a whole factory of 47s too I think at the time maybe in Kotar yours is the only one but in Swotor they expanded they ruined a lot of lore in Swotor. I love the damn game but they ruined a lot of it
3: I love that they just keep on bringing like they bring more of Kotar everything little into... things just in the background into this just little things like just um, little i mean it could be big pieces too look at the freaking crate dragon but um yeah um i just i just love how i love i, I love that this was a fans this was a fan service episode and there's so many little bits and pieces of just just easter eggs for the diehard fans but at the same time it was a really good story And it was a really cool thing. And the reason why I say that is because we had a lot of child. We had a lot of character development for the child, which is now Grogu, which is his name, which I think is really cool. Like I'm I'm on the I'm on the elliptical. I'm just like, he has a name. And I thought that was so cool that Ahsoka was able to was able to communicate with him through the force.
1: Before we go to Grogu. Telepathically, which I thought was great. Before we go to Grogu. Sure. Keeping with Corvus. I forget the name of the town. My only complaint with the episode was there was no development for me as to what was going on in that town. I still have I no idea who that guy was.
3: I don't think we needed to
1: know. We 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 were told we were
3: told we were told I think enough when it came to Corvus. I don't think Corvus is that important. I think it was just showcasing another outer rim world that is absolutely getting fed by the Empire. I mean, I mean, that's what she's doing. She's the entire planet, like most of the planet, the large, the large, the larger continent that we see when he comes into low orbit is on fire. She is, she is destroying the ecosystem. She is harvesting the planet for for materials. Yeah. And so I, I, th- I think I think that was I think I feel like that was enough development for that. Now why so? And so was Ahsoka there? Was Ahsoka there literally just on a lead for Thrawn? Was she there to liberate the people, or was that a byproduct of her going there? Um, like, I like that was the only like that was the only how thing did, that kind of just like was shrouded in
1: mystery. How did Morgan end up there, and why is she torturing the people of the town? That's all I want to know. I, I, is she I torturing them because Ahsoka's there, or was no, she always torturing them?
3: No, no, she. You could like the old guy. The old guy at the end, Ahsoka puts the governor robes over him. I think he used to run the town. I do too. And 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 then Morgan comes in, and she takes it over because she wants whatever's on the planet. Ahsoka showing up is just, I think, out of pure coincidence. What's
1: on the I, planet? I, uh, material. What material? Uh, right now, wood. Look, Bud, she, I'm a huge nerd, and I need to know what's going on. I I feel that. Does it
3: help develop the story though? Probably not. We oh. I think I think the only the only reason to have her there is one. It was a cool setting. The planet, the planet was eerie. It was creepy. It kind of helped add to that, like that Japanese samurai movie. But it probably wasn't like, always feel. like that. No, it wasn't. No, it definitely. was not. Or maybe just
1: that all. part of the planet is like that. Sure. I have a million questions.
3: <laughs> yeah, but like you're you're getting to the point where like I need to explore
1: all of the map and get a hundred
3: percent. Like it
1: is like I need really a Mandalorian encyclopedia to give me all of the information on this planet so I can know Ridiculous. what natural resources Morgan Elspeth and the future first order were harvesting. Thank you uh I guess you're going to go to I guess you're gonna have to go to celebration and ask <laughs> <laughs> I should ask one of the employees they're like, hey, you know Din jarron <laughs> 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 at, at Galaxy's edge uh, but, uh um, so um I think that covers everything in the the town in the village. I was having fun uh when he was walking off his ship and they had the huge whatever like docile beasts in the background
3: the tick looking guys yeah
1: yeah trying to figure out where the uh the the 4k screen started and where the real props ended yeah <laughs> i was like looking at the bottom of my tv like is it there no that i that do might that be all a real the time rock. Rock. now knowing re- like no, how I'm they film sure. the
3: show i'm looking for the seam of like where does the set end and where does the 4k like screen start
1: yeah yeah so but, um uh getting to the groku parts Groku. I did it again. Gro- goo, Grogu, Kevin. Uh, when uh, the magistrate sends Din out, uh, and right before he finds Ahsoka, oh, we should talk about her Beskar spear. I was, I was going to talk about that when I talked about the Beskar when he fought. Okay, Ahsoka. Okay, um, but okay, we all saw it. We know it's up there. There is an owl sitting in a tree right before Ahsoka shows up.
3: Yeah, that's Ahsoka's owl.
1: It's Mori
3: It's from the daughter. The daughter's Mori
1: Well, the daughter died. Right, but it like became her, the like owl. Her
3: physical, like her physical embodiment of like her energy. Yeah. yeah, right.
1: Morai is the owl that is the daughter, if you will. Right. Are we? But are we? Because yes. to me, all right, I'm cool with assuming. I'm just saying. That owl's like green and white. This was a plain ass stupid ass I, owl. I think well I
3: think you're also like you well, I mean, you also have to remember the lighting and the setting. I know. The the, the woods were I'm kind of on saying. fire. I mean, like, it looked really murky. This was
1: a regular ass owl that I could find in my backyard. And I don't have no light side force users hanging out back there. I'm just saying. Or I'm sorry. Light side embodiments of the force.
3: I I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that it was. I'm cool with that. And they tried to make it look more realistic.
1: I'm cool with that. No, I have a nice TV, Kevin. I was I was able to see the coloring on that on that that bird.
3: Kevin's up there with one of those like jewelry inspector goggles <laughs> just
1: like oh, this pixel color's not right. Like Al from Al's Toy Barn and Toy Story too. <laughs> just eyeing it. I don't know. Those pixels don't look uh, green. Uh pretty sure it had a longer tail. Well, that's it. It's not. It's not. We're out. Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> we talk uh, about Grogu now. That's a good question, Aaron. We'll talk about her lightsaber colors in just a moment. So, because a lot of people haven't read Ahsoka, so I feel like that's relevant to it.
3: Or the I mean, casual they're, they're white. Fan. They're
1: white and Rebels. Right, but not everyone has seen Rebels either. A lot of people have just. <laughs> w- oh, Oh, here we go. Did you hear that elitist?
3: <laughs> you guys call yourself fans. Wow.
1: Tim just said he's better Whoa. than all of you. That's what happened. <laughs> Whew, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, so um, so the owl shows up, uh, and she jumps down and goes to town on Mando. And okay, his Beskar. Watching, watching a lightsaber meet Beskar is the coolest thing ever. Right. Um, now, old and Be-
3: now I understand why... The Mandalorian make their armor out of Beskar.
1: I'll say this much. In EU, Beskar was not that strong. It could handle a lightsaber, but eventually it would break. I kind of like that they made Beskar equally it's, as it's, powerful it's against the, the it's lightsaber. It's the kryptonite
3: to lightsabers, which is cool. Now you it's know like,
1: why during the great Jedi Mandalorian Wars, which have already been confirmed as canon, that the Mandalorians were like, oh, we can harvest this metal from our planet and the Jedis can't stab us in the neck. Well, yeah. Have this to have it right this your was in like chest.
3: This was like antimantium going against vibranium. Yeah, that was like, the it comparison. Was, it was
1: really cool. Um, so yeah, they they uh, they just clashed, and we we learned how tough Vascar is there. And with the duel between the magistrate and Ahsoka, which was awesome.
3: Um, the sa- there's just like the the sound that it makes is just really
1: cool. Like this, like that that gong. Oh, very when cool. they when they like knocked it on the ground to make sure it was pure.
3: Yeah, like when, like when the best, like just like when, when, like when best car just has when it oscillates and it makes that noise, like it just sounds really neat. I wonder how they captured that audio. Like, wonder what they used to capture that. Like, Tim, I, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that'll come up in an episode of like the behind the scenes of like how they did it.
1: Tim, I want you to feel really bad. The person that asked about the white lightsabers, Aaron mm-hmm. on Facebook, yeah. said, Tim, uh-huh. I got into Star Wars because of you. <laughs> you heartless bastard. <laughs> Uh, the white lightsabers, Aaron. Just so you understand, uh, if oh, we're going to go into it now, yeah, I mean it's we're we're here. The go for it. the if you read the Ahsoka book, now when a Sith in Disney canon uh, to turn their lightsaber red, they need to bleed it, meaning they need to commit some atrocities and horrible acts with the lightsaber to turn it red from whatever color the original crystal was. Hold a-
3: on a second. Why didn't why didn't Anakin's lightsaber turn red when he Mowed down a bunch of kids. It eventually did. No, that's not true. Oh no, it didn't.
1: It did not. No, the other one he got afterwards did. Well, he bled that. I mean, he bled that crystal. Maybe he didn't do enough atrocious, terrible things. Oh, so a full a room full of little little. Maybe kids they isn't only enough? count as like point two five as opposed to one because <laughs> they're half a human. I don't know. I'm just kidding That's terrible. I'm just talking facts here, bud. Kevin. I am going to the room. To slaughter all the kids?
3: (laughs) my God. (laughs)
1: Wow. It's not my fault.
3: The kids are only quarter Jedi, so it doesn't matter. That's
1: it. Wow. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Okay, we'll see. Didn't kill enough oldlings. You need to kill four younglings (laughs) to equal an oldling. There you go. That's why, Tim. You got your answer. You wanted it. You got it. Uh, Okay. All right. To turn a lightsaber red, you have to bleed the crystal and do terrible things with it. Tim's right, it should have turned red, but I think we didn't get to that part of the canon. It was the egg before the chicken. The horse before, no, the cart before the, no, the cart before the horse. Uh, So the white lightsaber is the opposite. When a lightsaber is, or a lightsaber crystal, a kyber crystal is bled, Uh, The only person that I think we know of in any sort of canon or anything that has done this is Ahsoka. Ahsoka's the other one. She basically used the Force to purify the crystal and bring balance to it, just like her, and changed it from red to white. So Mm -hmm. she has no affiliation to Jedi or Sith. She is the embodiment of balance in the Force, and she has white lights. I think that was their
3: way of acknowledging her being gray without calling her gray.
1: Use the damn is word. giving
3: her giving her a white lightsaber, giving her the white robes that are is is unconventional, uh, because it, it, always when it comes to robe colors, Sith is black, Jedi is brown. There's never been you, you never really ever see anyone wearing other colors, and so for Ahsoka to to adorn a white robe to have white lightsabers, um, I feel like that's just like their way of of, of making that that nod to her being gray. Without actually using that word, because they don't like to call Force users that that live in the middle, uh, which is kind of frustrating. Because I feel really feel like there needs to be a name that you you give a person who is n- neither one or the other. They live in the middle. Um, a lot of them are just referred to as just Force wielders. They're just they're just people who are attuned with the Force that are able to use its powers, but they have no affiliation.
1: People are saying with- it's like Gandalf.
3: It is, it is, in in a way, in a way it is Gan- no, like Gandalf. No, Gandalf, like, it, so oh God, in, you're going to,
1: don't, don't, don't. Hold
3: on, no, no, just let me, let me just, let me just, let me just You're going to say it, and it just, wrong and
1: I'm going to get mad, go ahead.
3: Okay, I'm not going to say it then, I don't want to piss Kevin off. Like, I, I see where they're, but I see where they're coming from. I understand where they're coming from when they say that, but Gandalf to was point,
1: not purified. Gandalf I, I was, came back because the white wizard, who was the top wizard, failed at his mission, the mission that was given to him by the god of e, uh, e, 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 Lu, Iluvatar or whatever it is. Gand- or, or Saruman failed. Gandalf died and then came back as the White Wizard to fulfill the mission that the White Wizard's mission was. So no, it's not similar.
3: I understand where they're coming from, though. I get it. <laughs> I, get it. I get it. I'm too nerdy tr-
1: to handle that. I
3: was just trying to agree. I, I could see where they're coming from, even though it wasn't right. Too nerdy. I get it. Can't do it. So can't do it. So so anyways, so yeah, Ahsoka, like Ahsoka is kind of just like she is she is the absolute she is the epitome of 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 balance that we know of. Uh yeah. When it when it comes to a warrior, like we we've met other we've met other force wielders who are neutral.
1: Oh, yeah, and I'm sure we'll meet more as more stories expand. I have a feeling we're going to meet a shit ton in the High Republic. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sect tribe something of force users who are like, I didn't like the Jedi, and, you know, the other stuff's too evil. Because, you know, there's not supposed to be any Sith.
3: Plagueis is out there doing something.
1: Plagueis is out there doing something, and... uh as Alex well, pointed there, well, out on the show the, well, is what wait is during the high Republic? Is that Bane? Bane is pre pain, Bane is pre high Republic play just as post high Republic. So there's, this is completely Somewhere. unexplored territory. We have no idea. I don't even think EU explored this time period. So this is, this is complete fresh slate. Yeah. Nothing to con- compare it to. Um, but, uh, Anyways, back to back to Grogu. Can we talk about Grogu now? Let That's like the the most important part of the episode in my opinion. So let's talk about Grogu. Okay. His name is Grogu.
3: He's not baby Yoda. He's not the child anymore. But you he sent is, me no. a meme
1: that said you were not going to call him Grogu. I love that. What was, what was it? What was it? Uh, I've
3: seen a couple of them so far. There's one that I it's know like, his
1: name is Grogu, but I'm going to continue calling him Kevin.
3: There was one, there was one where it's, I forget the, sh- the, the movie, but it's like the two cops in the back and they're like, what's your name? He's like, Grogu. He's like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to call you the child. Uh, there's another one where it's like, repeat after me, Gro, 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 Goo, Goo, Grogu. The child. It's just like, it was good. I really, I, I love all the means coming out of that. But um, we we now have we now understand where he, where he comes from. We know that he's not a Yoda clone, which is great. We know that he's not the love child of of Yoda and Yaddle. We knew that. Which is great. We now know that he was being trained at the Jedi Temple during the Clone Wars era, which is really cool, but also really weird. And we talked about this on Mando Minute. But looking, we know that he's fifty years old. Looking how he behaves and and how he acts and his overall demeanor on the show, he behaves a lot like a toddler. What was he like 20 years before when he was 30? Gigantic pain in the ass. He must have been absolutely unbearable. Because Din has a rough time with him right now. What was he like when he was 30? He must have been
1: terrible.
3: Also, I couldn't imagine trying to train something like that that has the attention span of a two-year-old. Holy crap! I
1: but, think he fully matures within the next fifty years because that species lives to what, like seven hundred ish, six hundred ish. I mean, Yoda went to nine hundred. Nine hundred. So. so yeah, you're talking probably within the next fifty years, the maturity will start to kick in. Um, that's true. So I'm yeah, so almost forty, and I'm complete. I'm here. I am hosting a Star Wars podcast <laughs> on the internet. So why are we judging Grogu? <laughs> <laughs>
3: but so Grogu, uh,
1: we know that he was he was being trained as
3: a Jedi at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Uh, and then and then the Jedi Order falls. The Empire takes over. And so he has to go into hiding, uh, which is crazy that he at that young of an age had to preserve himself and absolutely cut himself off from the force to hide himself. Which I thought was really, really interesting, but. There's also some, there's some, there's some missing pieces to this. How did, if he, like, if he was in hiding, how, how did the empire know he existed? Why did the bounty get put on him? Uh, and how did they know that he was going to be the right candidate for
1: the M count? He got captured at some point because the pirates had him. so,
3: So something happened. So I wonder if he put himself like in hiding in his little, in his little carriage and was found at the Jedi Temple when they went to go ransack the place. Um, so I, I want to know. I want to know what happens there. But we do know he was. He was. A, he was an apprentice. He was. He was. He was a youngling at the Jedi. The Jedi Temple. The Jedi Order falls. He goes into hiding, and he has to cut himself off from the Force, which causes these issues that we've been seeing with him throughout the you know throughout the the past two without the past season and this season is that he his ability to use the Force is. Um, is off. It, it it comes at a point where he is most afraid um or is worried about about Mando. And that leads into Ahsoka saying that he's too old. He essentially it's it I that when I when I saw that scene of, of her doing the, the force test with the ball when she said I can't train him, it automatically brought me back to episode one with Qui-Gon and Anakin sitting in front of Yoda and Windu. And he's just like, he's too old. We can't. He 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 fears. He 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 has attachment. Um, which like it it kinda hurt my heart a little bit that Ahsoka was just like, No, I'm not gonna do this, but at the same time I understood why when when she mentioned Anakin. Like that is that is such a sore spot for her. Still. Like years and years and years later, twenty years later, she still can't bring herself you to
1: accept what happened to Anakin. You don't get over that though.
3: Sure. No, she's, that was that was
1: her brother. She's got to take that with her forever. That yeah. one's that one's not going to go away. She learned from it obviously. But that that yeah, that that is and it was equally as painful for Anakin. We've talked about it a million times. Those moments in uh in Rebels at the temple on uh, Malachor. His yep. face momentarily. That's so telling of an- of even Anakin. The space battle in the when beginning they really of sense rebels, each other right? Again
3: for the first time.
1: Mm-hmm. That was the beginning of rebels. Yeah, they sense each other, and he realizes she survived, and she realizes what's going on. So, um, uh, I think a lot of people are taking stuff out of context now from the rest of Star Wars and applying it to Grogu incorrectly. What do you mean? You know, everyone's saying like, oh, the other chosen one and blah, blah. And I think it's just, that's not the point of Grogu. Grogu is is going to be another representation of the fall of the Jedi. What happened? He was so young and so tiny. And there's going to be this terrible story attached to it that I'm sure will unfold over time. Of the poor thing for 20 years just trying to survive.
3: We have to remember they're using... Grogu and they're using mando to depict what like what like what it was like to be at the absolute lowest of lows during the clone wars and to pick yourself back up like and din they found lost, each other and they found each other and that's the and that's the really cool story is these two broken people find each other and become
1: whole and become a team and it's a really cool story to tell and, like din, s- din is din, sorry Ahsoka's the first one to recognize that they have a father son relationship too. Yes, everyone yes, else thinks so. it. No one says it. Ahsoka just flat out goes, "He's he, attached to you." Yeah, and you're like a father to him.
3: Well, I love that. I love that she was like, "He was," she was like, "Call to him," and he's like, "Hey, kid, Rogu. <laughs> and then he just like <laughs> lights up. He's like, what? "He's calling me by my name." I was like, "Oh, that's so cute." It was adorable, balls. Yeah, it really was. But it's just like it, like you really see how broken Din is. He loses his family during the Clone Wars. the the death The Death Watch takes him under their wing. He becomes this like radical, essentially. So there's, good. Yeah, and 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 then just like, uh, and again, from the other spectrum, you have Grogu, who is essentially part of a, a, a radicalistic group of Jedi. You know, because I mean, like, really, at the end of the Jedi era, like they were kind of radical. They were imposing their beliefs and their powers upon people to win the war. I mean, that's why Solo um, left. Exactly. And so you have these two people from two opposite sides of the spectrum who come from very, very different walks of life meeting up and then having this adventure together. And it's like it really has come full circle as far as character development goes. And now they can finally go on this new path together, which I think is really
1: cool. Um, The interesting thing and have fun speculating here now here. I'm cool with speculation. Who took him from the temple?
3: Again, that is it. That is a part of those missing pieces as to like, how
1: did he go from? She says ball- someone took him from the temple, though. Right. But who? Right. Who like is it's it? bounty me. hunters? Was go. it <laughs> was it was it Imperial
3: forces? <laughs> like did did the did the em- did the emperor already start this project, you know, with the M counts and that and, in and, and whatever was going on was like, was that a part of it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, and that was, that would, that would be something I'd love to expand upon as we go forward is like, as as like when we got the, the Mando flashbacks in the first season, I would love to see
1: Grogu flashbacks in this season. The librarian's dead. I think Anakin kills her. Um, she, yeah, she's really dead. Uh, (laughs) it's hilarious because we had the joking mace theory on the show a few weeks ago then the article came out <laughs> that people are in line all of a sudden we're speculating that mace is still alive which i was just like okay I, somebody I listens to our show so and this hard. just caught fire and I then third so hard. the second that happened my discord my my people tweeting at me were going yo kevin do you think it's mace that took him from the temple <laughs> we've started a meme tim i hate it I absolutely hate it. Oh, is that what it, the librarian survives for a while and Vader kills her? You know what? I think I did think she died in the temple, and then I read somewhere else that that No, she's, that is what she's, happens.
3: Yeah, she was she she gone. She dead.
1: Why would you I forget her name, but why would you kill her? She's kind of annoying. Dude got yeeted from 100 stories up at no fall damage. Dude his his
3: hands got cut off, one hand. And he got pushed out of a window with forced electricity. And went flying off like a rocket. Do you know who he is, though? He's dead. He is Mace
1: Windu. He's dead, Kevin. Just like Boba Fett. He survived the fall, and he went up to that temple. (laughs) Tim, listen to me. He went up to that temple, and he was like, there are too many Sith in this mother temple. And he cleared house and grabbed Grogu and left. So why would he leave him? What do you mean? Leave him where? How do you know How he does- left him somewhere? How do you know Mace is not scouring the galaxy right now looking for baby Grogu? And then when Grogu goes him, Kevin? to the historical ancestral home of the Jedi, Tython next episode, or probably two episodes, or the finale. Uh, Tython. <laughs> I got all giddy. We'll talk about that in a second. And you go to Tython and to the, the stone and the beacon... And then Mace is like, "I heard y'all mother needed a Jedi." No, stupid.
3: Is I hate Mace that Windu so much. Is Mace Windu gonna
1: have to?
3: I would. I, I would. I would accept the fact that that Ahsoka is using Grogu on the on the pillar to reach out to Ezra before I would ever, ever, ever believe that he was
1: reaching out to Mace Windu. I don't think... Okay, so I don't think Rogu reaches out to a Jedi. I think the beacon goes out and the Force... No, 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 no. He's, not Force... reaching,
3: he's not reaching out. It's literally... Think of it like a beacon. Think of it as like he is sitting on this pillar and it amplifies the signal of, hey, I'm here. And anyone who's attuned to that signal is going to hear it. And so I'm curious if Ahsoka is using this as a way to reach out to Ezra as like, hey, we're here. And not a like, hey, Mace Windu, I'm here. Like that, like for them to break that out is is so is so out there. It makes absolutely no sense from a storytelling perspective. Why does it matter? Like, why would we need him?
1: So, obviously, he turns down the the or she turns down training him, and Mando's okay with it. She gives him the best car spear. We all know that stuff. That was cool, fun. Let's talk about Tython. She says, "Take him to Tython." Kevin got a which nerd is a voter, very, very
2: important...
3: It's a very important planet I for s- many reasons. I it was also it was also mentioned, which is really cool. They foreshadowed this in the previous episode when the protocol droid was talking about transport lanes. Yes, and they talked about the the inner core, which I thought was the deep core. They talked about deep core and they actually mentioned Titan, which I thought was very cool. Titan has come up a couple times. We talked about this in, on Mando Minute. But Titan, overall, for those who don't know, Titan's is a very important planet for the Jedi. It is believed to house, like to, to have the the first ever Jedi temple on on this planet, which is very, very interesting. And, and for those that don't know, the deep core is past the the central core. So like where where like Coruscant lives, like that's considered like the center of the galaxy, like for like overall like galactic trade and, and whatnot. When you go farther than that. You go to like the center of the galaxy. You're going to the center, the centermost point, and Titan is there.
1: Talk about why he doesn't move the rock, but the piece from the ship because it's it's dad that that that's like hey, he has
3: has attachment. You have to think about it as uh, uh, being attached to to items and to objects. It's not just it's not just doing an action anymore. It's like I want I want this. I'm attached to this. It's all about feelings and emotion
1: when a when a child takes a toy that isn't actually a toy with something of yours and they won't give it up and you're like hey come play with this thing it's cooler they look at you and they go no nah, i'm good i'm gonna keep this thing Why that i really like With that thing then that's the difference between the rock and the i feel like that's really self-explanatory anyway tython 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 whatever you want to call it i don't yo care. tython yo tython uh very 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 important planet like tim said in legends um, it if you've played well, Swotor, that's
3: now canon, Kevin. You have to remember, like, this is not a, not, like, not
1: a lot of it, but a decent amount of it is enough sure. that it's the first Jedi temple and all, or supposedly
3: the, the importance of the of like this pertain to the Jedi is now canon. Oh, it's huge, yeah, yeah,
1: no, that part is. Um, so Tython, if you've played Swotor, that's where you're if you play as a Jedi, that's where you start your journey. Beautiful planet. Hills, mountains, gorgeous. There's it, also
3: ice caps on it.
1: Like it's yeah, also snowy. Yeah. It's 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 a temperate. Um, I don't want to say like Alderaan because Alderaan was kind of coldish. It's a nice planet, it,
3: but it's not Hoth.
1: No, 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 no. It's a very nice planet. Um, so, Tython, where we went in Fallen Order. No, we didn't go to Tython in no. Fall Order. I would have lost my shit if we went. We to went to, to, to Ilum. <laughs> Went to Illum. Yes, and fall Ilum out. is the planet
3: with the light so with the been, kyber crystals. So, so in canon, we have been to Titan before, but in a comic. Um, and so uh, uh Doctor, what's the Indiana Jones Afra. person? Sorry, Doctor Afra. Doctor Afra. So it shows up in there, and Doctor Afra meets up with Vader because she tricks him into thinking that that's where the Rebel base is. It's not. Yeah. So We've been here before. It's also. Come to find out, I did my his, I did my I did my research. Titan showed up originally first as canon in twenty sixteen uh for the um Force Awakens like tabletop game it was like the first time Titan was mentioned. And uh and then they started building upon that, which is weird. Like they put it first in a tabletop game uh for for uh for for episode seven, which I thought was kinda weird. It was kind of strange, but they've started to add it more into into more storytelling.
1: Uh, someone said it's Python, a Jedi like Exegol to Sith. Exegol, we don't know enough about Exegol. Don't I think know, Exegol don't is StarForge, which is created by a whole other race, and the Sith took advantage of it. I would say if you're going to compare two planets, Corban or if is Drummond Cost even. Canon? I don't know. Drum and Cost would be the only other one. No, that would it'd be like to. it'd be
3: like a coraband to the Sith as to like what Titan is to yeah, Jedi. Tython,
1: Dantooine. Those are like Jedi-ish planets, and Drummond Cost Moraban is yeah. Mor- uh, Lothal had a Jedi temple too, but a very um,
3: important Jedi temple. It wasn't just a Jedi temple.
1: Was Exegol a thing before Episode Nine? Exegol was in process. We didn't know about it. Uh, We,
3: okay, so like, Exegol, but but Exegol is out in the chaos, so like, no one, like, the chaos is still very much, like, a very, like, unknown area of, like, Star Wars, like, the Star Wars universe, like, we're just now starting to, like, learn about it in the Thrawn books.
1: We're starting to learn about the inhabitants of the chaos and, like, how it all works. So, chat is going absolutely nuts now, I love it. Morban? No, I'll never call it Morban, it'll always be Corban and Disney Confirmed, you can call it either one. Uh, Swotor pre Disney, yes. Yeah, Swotor's Python is not necessarily canon, but at this point, I think going back into EU material and, and researching and looking things up is probably a safe bet. Where John Favreau and Dave Filoni are they're, headed,
3: they're doing it, but they're doing it very gracefully. Very
1: gracefully. Very, very nice. Introducing these things to the uber nerds like us who were sitting here talking about it on a Monday night, freaking out. And on top of that bringing in new people who have no idea what it is and are going, what's a Tython? Is that like a snake or, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not going to give us everything all at once. And that's completely understandable and okay. And I'm totally fine with it. We are the ones who are going to freak out and, and, and speculate and have fun. That's, that's why we have this, but um, yeah, yeah so I have it. I feel like we're going to see the first Jedi temple in Disney canon. I feel like we're going to see the ruins of it. I have a feeling that there'll be some sort of dark side, light side situation. can I'm not sure how that's all going to play out. Uh,
3: so, so just to kind of like, kind of, kind of frame this up for everybody where we are. Um, we, we, Luke, Luke is out there building up his, his, his new Jedi order. He's, uh, he's starting to build his temple. He's recruiting people. He's, he's, training people, he started to train people like Ben Kenobi or Ben Kenobi uh Ben Ben Solo, uh his nephew. Um and so you have to like kind of think about like where like when when we when we meet up with uh Grogu again, Kevin. What do you think the possibility is that we might see a Luke Skywalker show up? Cuz that cuz that has also come up. This is so I we're we're in speculating time right now. I I want to start throwing out crazy ideas when we get to when we get to Titan.
1: I hope not.
3: Do you th- like but, but that's the possibility. Remember ahsoka said place him on the stone he's gonna choose his path if he chooses if he chooses the 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 one path and reach out to the Jedi in theory Luke would hear that call and so I've seen I've seen people speculate that a Luke Skywalker could show up and answer the
1: call someone on Reddit had in it like the perfect actor and did you know some editing to that actor to make them look i forget who it was to make them look like luke i didn't want to talk about this so i didn't pull it uh <laughs> made them look like luke and i was just like damn it that looks a lot like luke skywalker and i'm annoyed
2: so
1: was the it possibility well, did you, did, was, it, bo- was it boss logic
3: because boss logic did a couple a couple edits it
1: might have been yeah like when
3: he did rahu coli um as ezra <sighs> was really
1: well done so Everyone wants to talk about that. Before we take questions and we wrap up the episode, let's talk about that.
3: Uh, It's Sebastian Stan is his name. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that was it. Uh, So he's going to take him up to the top of the peak of the temple, which I sent him. It's probably not the same spot, but in Swotor I sent him the, the forge, the lightsaber forge on the peak. Uh, on Tython. I was like, hey, Tim, just wanted to do a little research yeah, no, it was morning. really
3: cool. Yeah, no, it was neat. People were there and stuff too, which I thought was
1: really cool. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, there were some other Jedis with me, but uh, that was Hunter's character that was building his lightsaber, so I was like, oh, we're on Tython. Let's go play the game for a little while. <laughs> uh, so, um, everyone is asking, okay, if Grogu, I don't think she says that without some sort of interaction with a Jedi in the galaxy, that is way too much of a of a tease of a statement for them to be like, "All right, no, he's not going to do that. We're just going to continue on our journeys." Some sort of pivotal action has to take place that involves the Jedi. Now, could it be her coming back and being like, "I feel led to help you on your journey, or to steer him away from"? I don't know. It could be that.
3: I don't think this is going to be the one and only time we see Rosario Dawson. I don't as either. Ahsoka. I don't either. I, I also I think Ahsoka in live action. I think she's going to make. I don't think she's going to be a pivotal role in the Mandalorian.
1: No, I think that is introducing the actress that will now, as the MCU does, we, interact in other correct. Star we have, Wars. We have, properties. Talk, we have
3: talked about this in the past, and 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 we have, and I, and I feel very confident in saying that Rosario Dawson will always be the live action Ahsoka from here on out.
1: Right, just like it's Dan will probably show up in some other properties along the way, you know, um,
3: especially especially if Disney is double downing on. On these shows on these on these like whether they're doing the shorts for obi-wan or potential boba fett short or you know they continue doing mandalorian or whatever it is i think that they have really figured out the formula when it comes to star wars live action i think they understand that it's not the movies it's telling really really fun and well-developed stories through shows and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm a, honestly, I would be okay without another cinematic Star Wars, like done done in a in a cinema format, two hours long, because you never, you never ever ever get enough character development. You never get enough attachment to the characters and learning about them in a movie. But you are able to learn and uh, learn about the character. You're able to come and love the character through being so involved with them through many seasons, you are, you are attached to them for so long and their story is always being developed and, and things are changing and things happen to them. And like you live with them. Whereas like within a two hour window, you just don't get enough time. There's never enough time. You're just always like, man, I wish this would have happened or I wish I could learn more about that. Um, and so like, I really, I really respect them doing more of these shows than anything else because I, I really think this format is I think this format works
1: for Star wars so we go to Titan and he does a thing we we agree that there's some sort of interaction with the Jedi correct there has to be yeah no, you don't say sure that line and then that. and then fall flat on that so no. we look at all the living Jedi that we know of there's probably more that we Luke. know of we know Luke we know Leia. okay so- we know Ahsoka, yeah, Leia. We don't. Again, chat. We don't know if Cal is alive. And Tim and I both agree that Cal will never come into this until his story has been done being told in Jedi Fallen Order, because like, they don't want the- to say. By the way, no matter what happens over the course of these next two video games, Cal's still <laughs> alive. No, that
3: that ruined that ruins the hook. You want to know what happens next to Cal? That's like that's like knowing, like just that's like going ahead to Harry Potter and see what happens at the end of Voldemort before you finish book two, you know, you're like, Oh, Voldemort's going to fucking die regardless. And Harry Potter's going to be alive. Oh, okay, cool. Like it, like that, like you ruin that. And so like Cal, like, and, and Kevin, and I talked about this in Amanda a minute. Cal's story is, I, I, I believe Cal's story lives within the video game. I don't think he will cross. I don't think we'll see a lot of cross pollination between that video game and, and this story. Until we get to the end, like Kevin said, until we get to the end of the trilogy. But at by that point, like, we're talking like five five to eight years down the road from now for that story to be done.
1: Cal could show up in the Obi-Wan series because he would be alive during that timeline anyway. Do I think he will? Probably not, because how the hell would Cal Castus know about Obi-Wan? Could no. get a tip maybe that there's a Jedi hanging out on, uh, I don't well, know.
3: remember we had the holocron that had all of the recorded the recorded. He destroyed it, Caesars. though. He did, but I mean like I'm saying like that Wasn't was that a Wasn't that children was though? There. They were it was children, correct. I'm just saying like there is there like there there are there are things out there that have records of force users. So like we could potentially maybe, but again, I think Cal Castis is going to stay as a video game character. I, I don't see like yes, the actor the actor could do a very good job. We've seen him do a great job in, in shows. He's awesome. But I think he's going to stay in the video game. I think Cal's story is designed to be told through a video game and not through a show or to have him make any type of appearance like that. I just I don't think that's that is something where you would have to play the video game to know who that character is, to appreciate that character showing up in in somewhere else. Even even with Bo-Katan, like we'll just use Bo-Katan for for, for example, even if you've never seen Rebels before, Bo-Katan's character presents herself
1: as someone very important that you have to pay attention to. So um Cal was in the temple he'd know who Obi-Wan is. He wouldn't know that Obi-Wan was still alive. No one knows who's still alive. The only the only person that probably everyone would assume might be still alive is Ahsoka because she left already. Regardless, Tim and I both agree Cal is is not the answer here. Uh, and it'd be really kind of weird and awkward if it was.
3: That's just another like really like obscure fan
1: service that would make yeah. sense. So Luke, Leia, Ahsoka, Cal, and again, we don't know if Cal's still alive. Cal could get I, I, killed at so the end of at, the third at, game. At this,
3: at this point, I do not I, I will not put Cal into that list. At this point, I'm gonna put Luke, Leia, Ahsoka.
1: And the big one that Ezra. everyone won't stop talking about, Ezra. Now, Ezra, Ezra makes a lot of sense and doesn't at the same time. And I'll I'll explain why and Tim obviously do the same afterwards. Ezra makes sense because introducing Ahsoka Ezra and Sabine at some point into all of this, and Thrawn makes complete sense, and it, it interacts with the timeline perfectly. It bridges gaps between rebels to this to to Episode Seven, etc., etc. So it's cool. We all think Rahu Kohli would be numero uno to play Ezra, and he has deleted tweets that Tim and I have answered.
3: Man, he just keeps he just like he just keeps poking the goddamn bear, dude.
1: So um, it, it's it's. I really want him on this show. I do too. And I think even if so he, if there is no Ezra at this point, what the fan base has done is got John and Dave like, Well, we gotta get this Raul guy as Ezra <laughs> or else they're gonna fucking riot. <laughs> so um Ezra's a possibility. Here's why I don't think Ezra's a possibility. It would ruin future storytelling again for Ezra to still be alive. Agreed. Now that doesn't mean no, because revealing that Ezra alive just reveals that we don't know how him and Thrawn got back from the chaos or whatever it may be. We don't. There's a, still a story to tell, but also saying that he is alive could ruin the story. Does that make sense? Especially if Dave is planning on another season of Rebels, which he has openly uh, no, said he is. No,
3: no, there. He, he, I didn't. I'm pretty sure he said that they're not doing another Rebels.
1: No, he said. Didn't he say they are doing another Rebels he's, or something no, he's, after Rebels? He he
3: said. So I went. I went after after I finished the last last season of Rebels. I was like, oh my god! Like I had to go Google is Thrawn and Ezra alive? And and Dave Filoni says in an interview, he says they're alive. And I'm leaving that part of the story open so I can continue telling the story later on down the road. Follow up series. That is definitely. not that is not confirming that there will be another Rebels season. I think what he meant to what he meant was is he was alluding to I am going to tell their story through stuff like Mando. The, the, I'm going to use other vehicles to deliver my story. The rumor was a follow-up series that's what I was thinking of. Um like a, I, I, I think I think I but I really feel like they figured it out. They found a really cool way to tell the story of the of the very beloved rebel characters. In a brand new story. so Everything
1: is really cool. There's that. There's the possibility I haven't seen anyone even mention, which is a dead Jedi coming to talk to little Grogu. Someone he might have known from the temple.
3: I didn't even think about that. Someone we
1: know too. Could be Yoda. Could be Obi-Wan. Could be Anakin. Could be any of them coming back to talk to him.
3: That's true. She doesn't say that it's only alive. Like, al- oh, it could.
1: Oh, right. The, fo- the especially in a place with the light side of the force. Yoda would probably be numero uno easy option to pull off because you can. You can.
3: Kevin, that's so smart. I didn't think
1: of that. Qui Gon, absolutely. Liam Neeson I mean, really, could have b- really, taken any, a bit any role any for this. The-
3: any of well, I mean, so Liam Neeson, show, no, Le- like Liam Neeson showing up would be really interesting. Qui Gon makes I re-
1: sense too, because if Grogu is going to walk this path of neutrality, Qui Gon's going to be the one you'd want to talk to you about it. There is there. I mean,
3: to use a Force Ghost instance is really
1: is, is a very interesting play. No, Jeff Blue I mean, I mean, is not a Jedi. He's off fighting for the, oh, for the Empire. Speaking,
3: we, we should have talked about that. That was, digital, that was digitally erased from the episode. God damn it, Disney. It's not there anymore. They sent some editor back
1: with a VFX crew, and they edited it out. Can you imagine that conversation? Frame oh, by oh, frame. Which one of you oh. sons of bitches left this in? You're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat Dude. your entire family! And- oh my god! Uh-huh. Oh boy! Yeah. Poor Jeff.
3: Yeah. Imagine having that conversation on on a Monday morning. <laughs> Holy crap! Um. But yeah, Kevin, I love. I, I, I swear to God,
1: I've got your kids here, and you won't see them again <laughs> until Blue I- Jeans Sky is edited out of the episode. huh
3: You're a terrifying, Mickey! Oh my god! Oh boy! Uh, yeah, that's I like. I like that idea a lot. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even to try to to put a hole in it. I like that. I like that theory.
1: <laughs> and then he oh toodles.
3: <laughs> oh shit, dude! He's gonna bring a mouse tool.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. Um. So yeah, that would be my last guess. Is that it's a force ghost of someone we know. From I like. Li- that's
3: actually my. That's actually my favorite
1: one so far. The last theory I have, and people have said this in chat too, and I did think about this. This is also the opportunity since since John is sending us on a path of video game euphoria. You could introduce a completely new character to the series that all the old nerds know and all the new people are like, all right, well, this Kyle Katarn guy, uh, he seems handsome and cool. But all the old nerds are just like, are you
2: fucking kidding me?
1: And then we all want to we all want to mouth kiss Dave and, and John. Well, I mean, but so who do you think would show up? I mean, if you want to get the fans all in a tizzy and get them all excited, Kyle Katarn is like the. And it makes sense in the timeline. It makes sense with some of the other stuff that's been revealed this season, with like Dark Troopers and stuff. Yeah, like Kyle. Kyle fits into the narrative right now.
3: I mean, he's. I mean, he's a rogue Jedi. I mean, he's like. He's like he's who, a better? Gunslinger. who better? Who better? Gun- I know he's a gunslinger. Um, I mean, like it. It it could it could Kyle
1: Katarn it, doesn't necessarily mean Luke because we're talking about a new canon. You can take a character from that and make them new with you know the existing um, persona of who they were previously. That is my that is my crazy theory. Is Kyle Katarn? So
3: so real quick, I'm gonna read you the canon. So for those that are wondering about Kyle Katarn, who who might not know this might be your first time hearing his name. I'm gonna read you the canon insert on wikipedia wait
1: he has a canon insert
3: katarn. he has a canon insert oh
2: <gasps> i didn't know kyle, that
3: so so kyle, so this was so he was introduced into star wars the card game galactic ambitions and so here's the kyle katarn entry kyle katarn was a force sensitive human male who worked as a mercenary an operative for the Rebel Alliance and became known as a Thorn in the Galactic Empire side. Eventually, Katarn went on to become a Jedi. Katarn used a green lightsaber and a K-16 Briar pistol. And that is it. That is it for Kyle Katarn's entry in canon. If you go to the Legends tab, it is massive. It goes on and on and on and on. Just read us all of it.
1: Go ahead. We'll wait.
3: (laughs) He does have a canon entry. So, Kyle Katarn technically could be he's even got a different look as canon he does he does have an entirely different oh look. i
1: hate you for showing this to me
3: um so i mean kyle Katarn, kyle, just went so kyle more. Kyle Katarn oh, could show up he was around in the he was around for the for the uh for the rebel alliance he was a thorn in the galactic empire side five years later we don't know if he's dead or not the guy was he. The, the, he did become a Jedi, but what's crazy is, is he, he was a mercenary for the Rebel Alliance and then became a Jedi. Timmy. So who taught him? How, so who taught him how to
1: be a Jedi? Could be interesting. It'd be a very interesting story to tell. Because introducing a new Jedi again, they have not really con- been too concerned with the new viewer. They're like, okay, new viewer, you're going to come along for this ride and be introduced to this character. The, the Uber star Wars nerd at this point is they'd lose their shit. It would be the talk of the internet.
3: Yeah. Because like, they've done a really good job of bringing in like this, this season has all been like, we, we joked around the first season that was like, man, this feels like a lot like a video game. Like he goes back, he gets a level up, he gets an upgrade. Um, and then this one, it was like, no, they really are bringing star Wars video game culture into this show, which I thought was really cool.
1: Um, there's... So it makes sense. You have more time because there's a bajillion questions. Sure, why not? It's a special episode. Can you imagine the season finale for an hour and 20 minutes in today? (laughs) Bring a pillow and a blanket because we're going to be here for a while. All right, chat. I'm going to burn through these questions as quickly as possible and try and avoid you guys asking the same question over and over again or a question we've answered at least eight to 12 times over the past year and a half. (gasps) It's only been a year. Uh, oh, good. That was a Kyle Katarn question. Got that one out of the way. Can we get a shout out for David Prowse? Yes. David Prowse, the original actor uh, who played uh, Darth Vader oh, yeah, in the he suit, passed away. passed away a few days ago. That's uh, yeah, sad. A legend. He was, but he was like in his 80s. He yeah, lived he, a good life. He lived a good life. He. I, how many people can be like, I was Darth Vader? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So rest well, sweet Sith. Um,
3: Along with the Empire. Uh,
1: oh, we answered that one. Wow, we answered a lot of these. Okay, hold on. We might get through all of them. Oh, we answered that one too. Uh, if you can bring an EU Jedi from this time period to canon, who would you want and why? We just said it. Go. <laughs> Kyle Katarn. Tim's Googling. Um, no, I'm not. Who is Jedi EU? Love Tim. Do you do you Google when you Google do you type Dear Google?
3: No. No. Should I?
1: Yeah. It's the only what way. What happens it if
3: you do? It's the only way it works. <laughs> Hold on. What happens if I do Dear Google?
1: Dear Google. Did you find the secret? Who is a Jedi?
3: nothing happens
1: you You gotta look you gotta look for the secret we're an idiot keep going (laughs) (laughs) uh all right we answered that one uh that one's an m count joke against tim we'll skip that one we answered the felony one uh okay, with Thrawn's increased pre- uh, prevalence in the new canon, what do you think the chances are of seeing the Yuzong Vong or something like it with new directors? You We're said not the Yuzang- Yuzang Vong. You said they've already been replaced in was it at the Thrawn... I, I'm not. I'm not going to say that they've been replaced. I'm going to say that there is
3: a there is a race from the chaos that has been introduced in the Thrawn book, known as the Grisk. The Grisk are a are a nomadic tribe. They, they travel in large large caravans of 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 star destroyers and whatnot are like you know comparable vehicles uh, of of war and they go and enslave people and they make people do their bidding that is what the Griss do the gris the Griss don't like to they like to use other people to fight for them but they're very like they're they're, they're, they're scary they, they're terrifying they replace their teeth they rip their teeth out and replace them with weaponry. Like these guys are warriors for, to the bone, um, but they're also smart. Um, they do some really really cool stuff. But like, so the Grisk the grisk are going to be like your terrifying nomadic, conquering tribe. They are like they are like the Danes, in in like the in in Vikings or the Last Kingdom. Like they are these these conquering people that you just go out and they are they they they're in the chaos and they're starting to encroach upon galactic space.
1: Um, and. That's different from Yu because the Yu were warrior culture. They didn't like they f- viewed their bodies as weapons.
3: It's- they, I mean, but that's what the Grisk do. The Grisk have like they like they 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 literally change like their their anatomy for as weapons. Like, but at g- the same time, they're very like I feel like they're very smart when it comes to how they use other they use other. Um, other races as like as their tools to do their to do their stuff they do some nasty stuff they like they turn like people into like suicide bombs it's gross Uh, they're sucking up all the they're they're, they're trying to capture a bunch of chis children so that they have their own navigators and stuff like it's it's some pretty dark stuff if you want to if you want to read up on the grisk read book two and book three of of thron
1: uh Cody asked this one this we kind of touched on this, but you can elaborate now the jedi are more involved in the show. Do you think they stay part of the story or just brush in and out of the storyline when the builds the world
3: so I mean so grogu the child, as soon as he was introduced into the show as a force wielder it was it was inevitable that we'd have some type of of fan service when it came to a jedi um i still i still truly believe in my heart of hearts that the the focus of the show will always be the mandalore people the culture um din jaren was going to stay as our as our protagonist for now um but what's cool is that as the title is the mandalorian it's not it's not din jaren it's anyone anyone can be a Mandalorian, right? So I mean, like I, I honestly feel like you could interchange who your protagonist is in this show, as long as it keeps to a someone who is is of either birth from Mandalore or someone who follows the way of the Mandalorian. Um, so I mean, like that guy could be a possibility, but I still, I still fervently believe that it's still going to focus on the Mandalorian culture, the Mandalorian ways. It's gonna like your your intact your protagonist is always going to be a Mandalore. It's not going to be focused on a Jedi. But I think we'll continue to see, because like, what's what's Star Wars without without someone wielding a lightsaber at some point? You know, it, that's just another sci. That's just another sci-fi show. Um, you know, like you you need to have that that level of the, You need to have the Force. You need to have that mysticism.
1: You need to have that ancient hokey religion to really like make it Star Wars. Do you also do you think that the city on Corvus was named Caladan? Do you think that was a nod to Dune because the planet that's the home of house atreides is caladan and doom in dune oh interesting i didn't think about that yeah i think it might be in i mean
3: there's a lot of things i mean like corvus the only time we ever heard that was in battlefront yeah
1: too so i mean like they've done a couple things where it's just like aha uh roslyn asked i read an article yesterday that hypothesized that darth revan will be hinted at or show up eventually do you think there's any validity or any possibility I sure think- i mean like the only way you see a Darth Revan in the Mandalorian is a mask reference. Um Yeah, it, it'll be a, or an entry or like or a cult. Uh, th- they, they could bring back his cult. Revan did have a cult. Sure.
3: Yeah, no, most definitely. The cult I of mean, Revanites. Like, there's also there's also a, a Vader cult. Like there are people who worship artifacts from Vader. Um, you know, like again, like I that's the one thing that I love about Star Wars, like as you really sort of get deep into it, like the mysticism and like the really like dark, like paganess. Style of like worship these like these artifacts and stuff, which is really cool. Um, I mean, like we've already seen Revan mentioned multiple times now in canon entries, whether it's in episode nine, um, or there's like we see the lightsaber from the 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 light effects, uh, from Hasbro Black. Um, for them to for them to mention him is not completely out of out
1: of this world. Um, but is it going to be a main focus? No, I don't think so. Um, any chance this episode could have been a back to our pilot for a new show focusing on the rebels crew? Skippy asked.
3: No, no. Again, I think this is just, I think this is Filoni's way of starting. is like continuing that story or giving us closure. It it, it honestly could be that it really could be him trying to tie up loose ends and just using it with, within the Mandalorian. Um, do I think this is a pilot episode? no, do I think this is th- this is their way of perfecting some of the techniques that they're going to use on like the Obi Wan show, uh, or other or other future projects? Sure, most definitely.
1: Uh, Catman said, "Could Thrawn be trying to create the First Order, and that's why Ahsoka's hunting him?" To no. my knowledge, Thrawn has nothing to do with the First Order.
3: Again, I talked about this earlier. I will say it again: Thrawn's allegiance, his heart, everything, always points back to the Ascendancy. And so, and so now, so, so Thrawn's entire reason for being a part of the Galactic Imperial Navy was to ensure the safety of the Chiss Ascendancy. That is the only reason. He was sent there after he gets back, and we, and we'll learn more about this in the new Ascendancy book that's coming out next year. When Thrawn comes back from helping Anakin, and after he meets him and goes back to, back to the Chiss, he then is then sent back over to galactic space to to become a part of the Galactic Empire. And 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 again, the, the uh, you have to read the books. If you want to know if you want to know about Thrawn, you want to learn about how he how he thinks, how he feels, you have to read the books because I I can't I there's so many little details in, in how he goes about dealing with situations that I can't really explain to you without you reading it. And you but you always have to remember Thrawn will always 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 put the ascendancy first. Even if he says, "I'm doing this for the empire," he's doing it for the empire for the ascendancy. The ascendancy will always come first. And so for him for for Thrawn to help build the First Order is then endangering again the ascendancy. Because Thrawn knew that The Emperor was wanting to expand his reach. He wanted to go past the borders. He wanted to go past the Outer Rim. He wanted to go into the chaos. He wanted to then continue to to reach out and and take hold of what was after that. Because he wasn't happy with just what he already owned. And so for, for Thrawn to then help create a new war machine that could potentially endanger the Chiss
1: Ascendancy. That would completely
3: go against everything that
1: Thrawn stands for. Uh, Someone just, with a question, tickled this idea. Going back to the Kyle Katarin route, mm-hmm. what if, you know, changing his backstory a bit, what if Kyle Katarin is the one that removed Grogu from the temple?
3: Yeah, that would be interesting. And like, then it he was. Loops all the way
1: back around. But again, we have
3: to, like, but why would he be there? He wasn't a Jedi yet. In the canon entry, we just saying, read this. In the,
1: oh, yeah, that
3: was canon. I in forgot. The ca- in the canon entry, we have to remember, I, I, I read the canon entry forgetting? saying. He was a mercenary for the Rebel Alliance, and then he became a Jedi. That, is, and that And that's what's on Wikipedia. That could be completely wrong, but that is the information I'm going off that is officially canon.
1: It's wild because looking at the time frame, it's like, who the hell would have trained
3: him? <laughs> that, and that's the thing. That's what I'm wondering. Where did he go to become a Jedi after the fall of the Empire? Because the only person who's teaching people how to become a Jedi is Luke. And Luke, and I would assume Luke would be like, nah, I don't think so, dude. But I could be wrong. Luke is desperate. Luke is trying to build an army, essentially, of Force users. He's trying to build up the new Jedi.
1: Pocket said, why hasn't Filoni been given full creative control over Star Wars? He's the successor of George Lucas. Mando hits all themes. He's uh, not.
3: He cool. is not. He is the protege of George Lucas. He is not the Believe it or not, Kathleen. Kathleen is the successor. Kathleen, you all
1: want to think she's a Disney plant. We've talked about it before. She's no, not. She's OG go, Lucas.
3: Go back and watch the behind the scenes for Mando. Go back and look at what she has done with George Lucas, she worked with him on Star Wars. She worked with him on Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. She has she has been with him since pretty damn close to the beginning of his career, and she is the pre- and she is his predecessor. She she is going to she's going to keep going until she retires, and then and then. But I really feel then like Dave. Dave. I feel like Dave Filoni. It is essentially that, like he is the creative director of all things Star Wars. I feel like it would be very silly for for them not to run things by him because he was he was taught every everything that he knows came from George. He originally like he was a Star Wars fanboy, but he he it's not like that's where that wasn't his first gig. His passion wasn't always Star Wars, but he but that he made it his passion, and and George and George bestowed upon him all the knowledge that came from that that, that he was able to give him. Um, and then I feel like that's why George is still like, so like close to this project because him and Dave probably share a very like strong
1: bond. <clears throat> um, we've talked about that before that's old episodes. Sorry, anonymous. Cause I got to get through this. Um, <laughs> Tim, did you know that Yoda has a last name?
3: No, stop it. I don't want to hear lay Yee-hoo.
1: Oh, you know it already. Good. We can move on. Grogu locking himself out of the forest to survive reminds me so much of Calcastus. I think that's the point. You're looking at the effects of children that escaped Order 66 and what they did to survive post... I mean, I mean Ahsoka did the same thing. I mean, It's emotional that- trauma being uh- uh, uh, outwardly expressed through... Suppression of of their well, gifts.
3: It's, it's it's a pres- it's a preservation mechanic. It yeah. it seems like it's something that they're taught, because Ahsoka did it, Cal Kestis did it, the child's done it. Um, I mean, like they 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 must either either it's something that they physically understand just of themselves, like this this the the harmonious connection between them and the Force, and they understand that it's not a permanent lock. It's something that they can let go of, or or untune from um but this like that wasn't something that was super special we we've we've seen people do this before luke luke even talks, like they talk about this in episode 8 where it's like being unconnected from the force and reconnecting to it is is not unheard of it's nothing really special now
1: it comes from trauma
3: i don't i i don't think it's i
1: don't think it's trauma though it's it's a survival mechanism post trauma it's a survival
3: meca- it's a survival mechanism because they understand beca- like it, it's something that we haven't really learned a lot about but we know that's there is that there is a there's there is this some type of connection to other force users that they can feel each other and in the time in, in that time you have to remember in the time of post episode 3 going into episode 4 you had the inquisitors and we had these force hunters And so for them to turn off that aura, essentially this, this energy field that they emit to turn that off also turns off their connection to the force. And so like, that is the effect. That's the side effect of them suppressing that is that they start to lose that connection. So I, I I just, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like calling it trauma. Like it is a traumatic event that they've gone through when it comes to like watching, like, their masters die or to like see the siege of of the Jedi temple etc but I don't I don't think it's a, I don't think I think it's a conscious decision that they're making as a as to preserve themselves not as a side effect to trauma
1: eh, I disagree after playing that level with Cal and during order 66 what that would do to a 12 year old no I, I get that but I
3: don't think them turning off the force is a byproduct of a traumatic event I think it's a willingness to do it themselves
2: it,
1: to
3: automate to, to, automat, to have so you see something bad and then your ability to you know, like your your no I'm not saying that you're on. saying
1: if I don't do this that will happen to me,
3: right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking of trauma as like like as like, the trauma is the catalyst for them turning. No, out. it's a facilitator, okay. not a catalyst. Okay. okay, that's okay. Then that was me misunderstanding you. Wow, Tim. Keep up. Shut up, Kevin. Keep going.
1: Do we know if Ahsoka knows Obi-Wan survived survived Order 66? We know Bale knows both survived. Did he even tell her? Possibly Ahsoka in the Obi-Wan series? I have a feeling she'll show up in Obi-Wan at some point. Keep in mind, Obi-Wan is not a series. It's a mini-series, isn't it? It's a mini-series. Yeah, so don't don't think think you're getting like 17 seasons of Obi-Wan hanging out in the desert. Uh, no, it's it's
3: gonna be. I think they confirmed it was gonna be like six episodes.
1: The likelihood of her showing up, I think, is high. Did you see the article that the magistrate was from Dathomir? That crossed my many paths, but nothing has shown up on Wikipedia with a source citing that she's from Dathomir. She doesn't seem like a Knight Sister, but who the hell knows? She doesn't look anything like a Knight Sister.
3: Um, she'd have to be pale. And I, I I could I so the only the only reason why I could see people saying that is because the color of her robes the dark red and the black that is the only reason why I would think that you could say that she might be she might have gone to Dathomir at some point but she's not she's not she doesn't originate from that planet
1: definitely not Do you think they could have done to Rosario Dawson's from Kristen what they did to David Prowse, dubbed the voice to make fans happier? That seems to be the chief complaint. If it would have been terrible, it it would have been awful. If Ahsoka was wearing a mask, funny. Yes, but no. Any character without a mask, that is that is a you're asking for it. I don't like it's it's like it, it worked out really really well that.
3: Like Bo Katan got to be the same person in animation and in live action. It just worked out perfectly. If you go and look at the person who plays Ahsoka in the cartoon, the voice actress for that, I don't think she would have been physically capable of portraying her character in a live action space. But Rosario Dawson, I think, has the correct build and just the overall just like the stage presence to to portray that character correctly. And I think they did it right. I and if too. people are if
1: people are going to nitpick at that then yikes anonymous asks, do you think uh they would tie thrawn to gideon as the biggest baddest villain in the show i feel like their tactics have similar backgrounds and methods i think if thrawn is in the mandalorian uh a i hope it's played by Lars mickelson b i think they're enemies i think those two are way too strong of personalities. In they a in, in a military I, I, that is no longer controlled by a superior being, that those two don't get along.
3: Yeah, there is, um, yeah, there's there's some. Hold on, sorry. I went I went and looked at uh Taya Sakar, who is the person who plays, Ahsoka. Yeah, I don't think no. She just she's too small. Anyways, um, I I think. I think that their personalities would clash too hard. Like, Thrawn, like Thron, Thron does not like being told what to do. Um, and most definitely, Moth Gideon does not like being told what to do. They are two very, very strong-headed people. Um, I is and and they're both and and Moth Gideon is out for personal gain and power. When Thron, Thron is not really. He's he uses he uses the ability to grasp power and to climb the ladder in order to secure have security for for the ascendancy that's the whole point of of him of him climbing the scale so quickly and going to becoming a grand admiral before anyone else um yeah they're just they're two very completely different people i don't see moff gideon working with uh working with ron it just it, that that wouldn't make sense to me if anything i see we can see them being as like as enemies
1: like kevin said yeah now that would be a uh... More likely when uh, Lewis asks, when Mando brings Grogu to the top of the mountain, uh, will it call to Jedi or members of the Sith here through the force as well? I am sincerely of the mind that while there might be dark force users out there, the only Sith left is whatever amalgamation of the Emperor's spirit is currently existing. Uh, He has no Ben solo to corrupt yet. Snoke is is maybe created by now. That could have been one of the things in the tubes. We don't know. Um, but whatever is housing the Emperor's Spirit is the only true Sith in the galaxy. Again, there might be Darth Dark Force users out there. I'm not discounting that at all. Uh, in fact, I think that's likely between the cults, like Tim said, and all the other possibilities. that's could be. But a true Sith hearing the call uh, I don't think so. It's also a Jedi temple, and it's a place of light. It's a
3: Jedi temple. It would be attuned. I think it would be attuned to to Jedi. I don't think it's just going to be a general, just neutral signal. That hey, we're if over if here. We're, Anybody out there yeah, in the Force? Yeah, exactly. Like, I think of it like an encrypted channel, you know? Um.
1: Uh, is Grogu the only youngling Anakin left alive? No, Cal got away.
3: I'm sure there well, was more. Well, too. Oh, 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 I mean, well, okay. So, so it was the only youngling left alive in the Jedi temple. Correct.
1: Well, That we know of. Wasn't, oh no, Cal was on a ship, right? He was on a ship. He was yeah. on a Venator. That's true. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, with the Beskar spear, Mando now has a weapon to fight Gideon with. Hmm. I love the Beskar spear.
3: I think that was so cool. And that person is most definitely correct. Because when the Darksaber and the Beskar Spear go up against each other, that is going to be sick.
1: I uh, I'll find you a Beskar Spear for Christmas. How's that
3: sound? Oh, huh. I will. Uh, I'll is that going to go along with my Mandalorian outfit?
1: Did you get me an armor one? How am I going to craft your armor for an entire stream behind you if you did not get me the armor? <laughs> armor. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't go forge the Beskar. <laughs> <laughs> Slippin'. Sorry flipping uh, now that tython will be shown can tim play some swotor before friday to show it off sure it'll be nothing like the game but it's neat it only takes a few hours yeah tim do you want to destroy your entire facebook channel to play a 10 a, a year old star wars game this week
3: no no i'm good Thank hey, you. hey but
1: why don't you play off stream tim you know that all that time you have to play off stream
3: the like 3 or 4 hours that i have when i'm not playing video games or doing a podcast yeah, or what to, a meeting sure you, kevin
1: you want to play more video games I'm good. During that you. time, would you like to neglect your child to no. play video games? Thank you. Look, I don't even have time to play video games, and I don't stream. I'm still. I just got to England in Valhalla. Tim's like mad at me. I'm so mad at you, Kevin. I spent like eight hours collecting treasure <laughs> in, in Norway. Um, uh no, no. Just talk about that. I'm going through them still there's more questions chat you should be like this every week holy crap do you think bo katan was recently in touch with ahsoka given that she knew her location i would say if she knew she was on the planet uh corvus then yeah
3: it looks like she just got there not too long ago so they most definitely must be in touch with each other constantly
1: anonymous said what if leia shows up to the temple and make a sample pack with smaller batches of multiple blends of coffee we tried that no one bought it uh what if leia shows up to the temple No. (laughs) Moving along. Thoughts on Mara Jade hearing Grogu's call? It was in. Uh, it was Zahn's character, like Thrawn, not out of the question. I would put that in the Kyle Katarn, you know, introducing someone from EU for the nerds and bring someone new into canon file.
3: Who the hell is Mara Jade Skywalker? Oh my God,
1: Tim. just uh, we're not gonna talk about it. you're I'm going
3: gonna... i'm gonna have to look her up she doesn't have a canon uh no geez. no
1: no but in enjoy that journey that is that is luke's lava that is the mother okay. of jason and jana solo
3: i don't i'm not going down that rabbit hole
1: no read it it's good shit. uh do you think ezra don't, don't google image search her holy crap is it just porn want to see some Star Wars porn. Oh, my God. You <laughs> horny cr- bastards. Oh,
3: my God. I just went down. Ah, all right. Got to purge your work computer now. Go along. Keep going. Move along. Do you think along.
1: Thrawn has Ezra locked up and Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn because of that reason? Sure. Maybe.
3: Yeah. It doesn't surprise me, but, I mean, like, again, I feel like this is a great way for Thrawn to get away from the Imperial grasp.
1: But we'll see. What about having Starkiller answer the call? Out of all the EU people that would answer the call, he's towards the bottom of my list. Stop it. Although it would be really easy to get the actor to be a part of the show. (laughs) No. Has Sam responded to any of our inquiries of... Trying to kiss his ass so we could get him to come on Star Wars. And
3: Sam, Star. no.
1: Chat, tell, tell. Chat, Rahul just go Koli hang out one of
3: his. Just go hang out in one of his in one of his Twitch streams and both and of their
1: Twitch streams. Go hang out in Rahul Coley's Twitch streams and Sam Wentworth's, and tell him that Tim and I would love to chit chat Star Wars with him. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. So on the sp- Force spirit theory, what if this is that is the case? It would have to be a dial. Uh, no, no, no. That's not worth my time. Uh... Any chance Grogu doesn't reach out to a Jedi but chooses Mando and no one shows up? I kind of touched on that before, so...
3: We have talked about that, yes. We
1: talked about the dark side with Grogu. We talked about Luke Skywalker. Uh, We've talked about the Jedi Order being a cult in the past. Talked about Cal. So you're saying Anakin missed one in the temple, Mad Dog said. (laughs) Uh and that's it we got him. we did it
3: nice kevin
1: yeah the like they asked the same question eight times and didn't look to see if someone else asked it so Yeah, that sounds about right saved us time thanks guys thanks thanks chat what i do want to do is take a moment before we uh jump out of here and say thank you to our uh our, our patrons uh who are i forget what tier this is and ben's gonna f-ing kill me because i don't remember what tier it is i think it's four or five oh but that's them you're, just, right now. you're just you're 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 up there <laughs> i have star wars on the brain but those are our patrons uh in whatever tier that ben has assigned them to that he's gonna yell at me afterwards for not remembering and respect thank you for 13 months uh chubbs thank you for two anime wolf thank you for six jiro thank you for 33 and phoenix thank you for five uh notorious thank you for two Thank you so much for supporting Rare job. We as much as we joke, we sincerely appreciate all of it. Facebook, we're trying to get you guys monetization options. I'm working actively just, every day. You can just become a patron.
3: That's actually the honestly the yeah. easiest thing for you to do. Um if you guys would like to to support uh if you guys are over on Facebook, uh or you're listening to us on audio or you're on Twitch and you want to either support us uh you know in a different way or you feel like you you know it's it's more than just a 4.99, you you like the content that we do, you want to see more of it. Um, we do we do have uh, different tiers. We, it does come with with different perks, uh, so you can just go to patr- uh, patreon.com dot forward slash Rare Drop. Check that out. Uh, it is it is still a work in progress. It's still in development. Uh, so you know a couple bumps here and there, uh, but it is something that we're uh, we are very passionate about and that we want to uh, we want to we want to do for you guys because you guys do so much for us.
1: I put a Bloody Mary recipe in there on Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out how to how to uh, do some. Uh, Do some workout videos or like, so the whole idea is that we're putting up some content up there, uh, behind the scenes or stuff that we don't want to put up on Twitter or on Instagram, but a fun thing to share with you guys kind of just give you a little bit more behind the scenes or just more to our day to day. Um, stuff so just take your uh, shirt trying to off. figure out some stuff yeah i mean essentially like i just i, just, I feel off. like it just might turn into an only fans who knows yeah just take we'll your shirt off it's fine that,
1: that's all they want uh and before we go pocket says what supports for a job uh better patreon or twitch it's really how you want to support it doesn't matter whatever you want to do if you want to get the twitch benefits go for the twitch if you see stuff on patreon that you're more interested in go for patreon if you want to do both we sincerely thank you it's up to you we're never going to tell you uh, how to support us we love the we're fact we're gonna that give you, you do. those options yeah but we'll, we'll we'll give you as many options as we can but yeah patreon.com slash rarejob kingscoastcoffee.com fb.gg slash darkness 4-2-9 without the well f-ing. go see him tomorrow as he slays noobs I was watching today while you pwned some noobs actually you got killed you came in fourth uh there's a hacker in the game you were yelling that's all I know uh, and i'm kevin uh if you guys don't know who i am i am the ceo of rare Drop. so my day-to-day is the company and the shows and the entertainment and the production and all the stuff we do behind the scenes that nobody has any knowledge of because that's what's currently paying our bills but thank you for your support you've been watching star wars and scotch you've been listening to it we appreciate it if you want more episodes of it you can go to RareDrop.co and click that podcast button and go over to star wars and scotch YouTube, the whole nine yards, we appreciate you. Chat, we're going to get out of here. But as always, we love you. We thank you. And may the force always be with you. That's good. I like that.
4: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator